This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live in downtown Toronto at the Zoomerplexi in Liberty Village, and this show is dedicated to your stuff, your rare collectibles, or maybe undiscovered collectibles or valuable items that might be hiding out in your garage, basement, or shed, or who knows, maybe you've had an heirloom, you're curious about its value, whether it be old coins, gold, silver, statues, art, fine china, antique toys, sports memorabilia, maybe an old autograph. You want to know how you can get it authenticated. Anything that you own that you might think might have some special value or you want to check in about an old appraisal, you can call this show to get a free assessment of that item. The star of the show is a man named Paul Kenny. You know him from Storage Wars Canada and... Uh, Northern Treasures on uh, A&E, now in the States. His name's Paul Kenny, and he joins us live. How you doing, man? Doing good. I'm actually surprised you're here today. What does that mean? I was listening to your show on Thursday. Guy wins $23 million. <laughs> Obvious you're a celebrity. You know, you have the inside track. Yes. And you got none of the money? Yeah, it's a real story. So a guy called in. His cousin won $23.6 million. So, so you heard that, yeah. I listened to your show. And he was playing at Koi. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to ask him for money until... A week or two. And I said, well, I might as well just ask now, you know. Oh, so you're going to be gone a couple of weeks from now when he gives you money. Well, I have nothing to do with it. But you're saying I could I could help him get money and get I thought, free money out of it? I don't know. If someone has $23 million, with your personality, you should have got some of it out of them. Oh, I if, see what you're saying. If I'd been in, in your seat the other day, I'd have some of that $23 million So what do today. we do? We invite the new lotto winner to a private poker game? What would you, how do you do that? That sounds good. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. What if somebody in your family won $23.6 million? I wouldn't be here today. (laughs) That's right. Your new job is begging. That's right. I I understand. Uh, Our phone number, if you have a rare or interesting item, you're curious about its value, our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, you're worried about long-distance charges, don't worry, it's toll-free. You can call this number, 1-866-744-740. That's 1-866-744-740. Just to get it out of the way, Paul Kenny also has a store that he owns. It's on Young Street. The address is 10,341 Young. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. Uh, you can call the store. The store's number, not the radio station, but the yeah. store's number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Any interesting finds this week? Oh, Talking about a lottery win, we talk about people having lottery tickets in their basement. I did not get that 1952 mantle. I offered $60,000. Oh, we've been pursuing. A guy called in. He goes, I want to know about my pretty rare yeah. Mickey Mantle 19, what year? 1952. 1952. And he had owned a couple of them. He sold one yeah. in lesser graded quality before, yeah. but this one could have been higher grade. It was a higher grade. And oh. you wanted to get it regraded. 
Yeah. And the deal has fallen apart. He doesn't want well, to sell what's happening. We're, we're, we're a little bit apart. And, and I understand it's his item. I, I can only try and buy items from people, but I made a real a realistic offer. Right. You know, but that was a little bit disappointing. But there's other people have 1952 mantles in their basement, and they're listening to us out there right now, and they just have to go down to the basement or to their old collection of cards, and they're going to find this. There's a lot of old stuff in people's basements, and this is what this whole show is about. Right. Whether it be a, an action number one, which it's the first Superman comic, just sold for $3.2 million. Yes. No, that's real money. No, I'm saying that not everyone has those sorts of items in their basement. It could be it could be less rare things, like oh, yeah. the first year of... Uh, you have a few hats from 1976 Blue Jays that are basically been sitting down there and some shirts or whatever. Yeah. Things like that go for a fortune now, right? Yeah. Inaugural year of the Blue Jays. Many people have items like that in their basement. Well, it's not it's not what you think sometimes. It's like the, the unusual item. It's like, say your your grandfather played for the Toronto Maple Leaf ba- a hockey team. Yeah, well, well, you came in with a bunch of items today. The one that I grabbed to, to, to see closer was an old box of shredded wheat, the cereal. Yes. And it's a box from the 1950s. Yeah. But what's interesting about it is, is that, you know, it's basically a cereal box that kids would look at while they eat it. And, and, it's, and it's, it has collectible trading cards in it from disasters around yes. the world. So one of the cards is the Titanic with the stern of the ship sinking and people yeah. basically screaming. Yeah. And, and other disaster scenes from around the world. You go, wow, look what kids got to learn about history in the 1950s. Kids would be shielded from any of that. On a modern box of cereal, right? Seven years old, everyone gets to have their disasters in order. Right, but the, but right, old Shreddy's box. I yeah. thought it's interesting for a kid to read about the Hindenburg crash. Yeah. And now that you would never find that on a box of cereal. It just shows you the education level. They're much more reality-based, fact-based back in the 50s. It's a cool box, old shredded wheat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a couple of, about a month ago, someone asked, said they had a Jello box with the Jello coin still in it from the sixties, yeah, from an unopened 60s. box of Jello, yeah. And I'm I'm offering between one fifty and five hundred dollars, depending what the box is. Yeah, yeah. You so never that, hooked up with that woman? Never got it. I oh. got the wrong number, or didn't answer, or decided she wanted to keep it. That's you know. immensely disappointing to hear. I wanted to find out because you were so pumped up about re- that. Yeah, I've been looking for one of those for years, and I'm I'm actually I'm besides being on this show and knowing about lots of stuff, I actually collect still. I don't admit that to my wife, but I collect <laughs> stuff, and I have to sneak it into the house. Well, I've met your wife, and there's some pretty strict rules about where items can go in the house, I believe, right? <laughs> Isn't it main floor, nothing that you own goes on there or something I, like that? I'm not allowed to keep anything on the main floor. Yes. It has to go in the basement or the garage or something like that. I can't look at it. I can only collect it. I can't look at it. Fair enough. And Fair I'm enough. not alone in this business because that's – you know, I used to be on Storage Wars, and uh, we used to go to lockers. And I believe some of those things were things that the wife had told her husband, get this out of the house. And he <laughs> put it in a locker, and it's been there ever since. I think that might be you projecting, but maybe one or two, and that is the story, yes. Yes, no, and that's what happens. I think people buy stuff, they put it in their collection, and then goes from their house to the locker, and from the locker to me, and then I get to sell it back to other collectors. That's so true. I just, that's I just, probably true, actually. I'm completing the circle. Anyway, a phone number here. If you have an item that you're curious about its value, you can give us a sta- uh, call at the station right now, 416-360-0740. We'll take some calls quickly yep. and early. Uh, Martin and Pickering is our first caller. Martin, how are you? Yeah, good afternoon, fellas. What do you got, man? I'm fine. I have, uh, a, from the Second World War, a German SS service cap. Ooh. Now, it's not a cap like we think, like a, with a bill, like a baseball cap. It's more like a ship's hull turned upside down. 
Wait, is this a um, Nazi helmet then, or what is it? No, it's a, it's a soft, I don't know, almost felt-like material. It it, it it has the Imperial Eagle perched on a swastika on the front. Below that is the the, the death, death's head. Right, and, and uh, for everyone going, oh, but, but, my, well, I never. This stuff exists. Between, people are out there. What sorry, what do you sorry. what happens when people come to your house? Do you, you I mean where do you keep this under no, the foundation under a brick? Where do you keep stuff like this? It, it, it's just it's put away. It was handed down from my grandfather. Now he didn't tell me where he got it mm-hmm. or how he got it. It's in excellent condition, uh, except for the label inside is kind of worn. But the, uh, I've been trying to, to to figure out what it is myself, and uh, all I could. There's there's a there's a there's a some yeah. pink there's some pink piping okay. in front of it. That that I've learned that tells me it was an, an hat, armored. So a hat, not a helmet. Uh, okay, yeah, armored it's a hat. Division. Yeah, okay. Now what we have to I'm going to actually bring in why I have a person who does uh, war mem- military memorabilia. And uh, I'm going to have him on the show in the next couple of weeks. I got to do this because we've had other questions because people call me during the week as well. Right. And I refer to him because he knows this stuff back from a replica, a, a reproduction of this hat will sell for $100. Okay. Right. But it's Nazi memorabilia, right? So it's sort of an underground economy. People aren't really public about the prices that they pay for these sorts of things. It's I'm, a strange market. It's probably, I'm going to guess right now because I don't have one, haven't I never handled one, but I would say probably $1,000, $1,500 would not oh, be out really? of the, oh, yeah. Because if it's authentic, now we have to make sure it's authentic and not reproduction. And right. if you have any paperwork or provenance to go with it, uh, that can only help. And I imagine this is not something you, you want to sell this probably and not hand it down to your kid, kids, I take it. Okay. Um, uh, the, the only thing is, the, the only provenance with it is, is the label inside, and it's all in German. That's okay. No, that's what we want. Um, send me a picture off to my sh- uh, store tomorrow. At sales at Toronto Gold Silver, all one word, dot com. Right. And, right. Okay, um, well, that, that's not going to happen. I don't have that capability. Okay, well, then here, take the, in the Stone Age. We'll take your number and uh, and you guys, we'll get you guys in contact. Yeah. But the store's number is 905 737 Gold. That's 905 737 4653. Nate, can you grab that guy's info? We'll make sure because he doesn't have email or whatever. Yeah. That you guys can at least get in contact and you can help. I can help this gentleman get the item <laughs> sold. But it's interesting sure, uh, what's happening. Thanks for your call, by the way. Uh, some people go, oh, I don't want to traffic in anything Nazi or whatever. And there's sort of, there's a weird thing that's happened I've heard of in this market. One is that a lot of this stuff is either destroyed, making the items that do exist more rare and more valuable yep. for both history buffs and capitalists who know that this stuff is going up in value because a lot of it's still being destroyed. Yeah. So they're creating more of a vacuum and more of a hunger for these items. So it's having the opposite effect. People want the history not to exist in many ways, but now those rare items become more and more valuable because they are a piece of it. It's the strangest market in the world. If we ignore history, we're going to repeat ourselves. Right, Isn't yeah. that the old uh, saying? How many museums in Germany will you find that sort of they don't touch these relics because no. it's important to remember? But at the same time, people go, how can you traffic in that? I mean, it's so what? awful. But I understand. I'm not judging anybody. I don't. No. It's not my thing. But I can help them verify it and then maybe sell it. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Jack in Mississauga. <laughs> Jack, bail us out of here. You do not have Nazi memorabilia, correct? Correct. Okay. What do you have and how you doing, man? I'm fine, thank you. Paul, may I pick your brain, please? Yes. 
1945, I was a wee lad. I had two model airplanes, but they were black, solid black, some type of material, and the, the propeller was on on the uh, fighter and the couple of propellers on the bomber. Are you? Have you ever seen anything like that? Die cast? Or uh, metal or pressed metal? Were they uh, like a pressed steel or were they die cast? Mm. And the size. If it was a small size, like probably three inches, it would be uh, probably the Dinky Toys, which they'd make them a lot of them. If what it's do you mean? On... That's the brand name, Dinky Toys? Yeah, yeah. Dinky okay. Toys. Why do you think I make this stuff up? No, no, I just didn't know if you were making reference to just a small toy or the brand name, yeah. No, they were fairly substantial, like six and eight inches long, and I don't think they were metal. I think they were some type of plastic. That's unusual for, uh, during the war, but okay, you sure it's 1945, just after the war then? Yep. Yeah, okay, now if it's a, a hard plastic, maybe from a model kit, and maybe uh, that's a long time ago, maybe you're not remembering it so good, but... Um, they they would have made model kits and or uh, the, just the toys because you could buy plastic guns back then. You can't buy them now. You can buy the plastic uh, airplanes, ships, everything right, like so that. Right, so Jack's a guy looking for a toy from his youth or whatever. It's Where oh. I would start is that you're not selling this. You're looking for this item, correct? Yes. So oh, that's what okay. I'm saying. So, But it probably started just from visual memory. You're saying there was a bomber and a fighter. I mean, listen, it's 1942. There weren't that many different types of fighters and bombers. If you can remember the look of it and see what, what, what well, was it. Well, was a Spitfire. Oh, okay, yeah. now you're on the right track. So now you can Google toys and find the actual image that it looked like, which type of plane, because there would have been only been so many toy manufacturers. Re- I would look under so you have Ravel. to reverse engineer. Yeah, start with Ravel and start, start yeah. looking through their, their vintage uh, World War II Toys, the oh, aircraft toys. Oh, could it be Bakelite or something like that? No, uh, because it was a, no, Bakelite, um, that would probably be more of a resin. It's going to be probably Ravel, be a model kit, uh, and they might have made it complete. Um, oh, Reliable made them as well, but they're more of a rubber, a rubbery plastic. That sounds more like it. Okay. Yeah, thanks. and that's a Canadian company, and mm. they made a lot of stuff over here just to keep the kids uh you know, entertained and stuff, and war was very popular. You might have just stumbled onto the answer right there. Canadian company, yeah. rubbery finish. Reliable. So what okay. was the name of it? Reliable, probably made by Reliable. Probably going to run you about $45, $50, maybe more if it's actually perfect. The good thing about the, uh, the Reliable toys, they are reliable to last forever. They made them sturdy. Back then we made toys to last. Not like now where we make them to last 10 seconds. Back then a toy was... It was bought by a parent that says, "Yes, this is going. To, you're going to get this, and you're and you're going to pass it down to your younger uh, brother, and he's going to pass it down to his brother. Mm. This toy's going to last a couple generations." Okay. Keep up the good work. Thank Thanks you. for the call, man. Our next caller is Chris in Brampton. Chris, how are you? Guys, thanks a lot uh, for taking my call. I love listening to your show. Um, I've got some coins. I was wondering if I can get an assessment on. Sure. Okay, they're all U.S. dollars. They're all silver. Okay. The first one is a 1921. Okay, that'll be a Morgan or a Peace dollar. Generally, they made a lot of those. Like in 1952, I'm just going to digress a minute. Yeah, okay, sure. If you're in Upper Boot, Idaho, and you go to your bank, they would have, and you ask them for silver dollars, they would get, just pile them out to you. They saved them in the banks. If you okay. went to Las Vegas in 1960, I think the slot machines paid out in silver dollars. So there was a lot of them around. So these dollars, they're worth about, they sell for around $25. Now, if you get back a little bit earlier than that and you have a Carson City, which was a small mint, 
uh, some of those dollars go up to mega thousands of dollars, five, ten thousand. But they really have to be in perfect shape to get any kind of money for them because they made right. a lot of them. Okay? Otherwise, they're just silver content. Is that just what silver content? If they come from a rare mint, they're spectacularly valuable. Yeah. but still, generally, it's just the silver content. And they have to be just about perfect. I have dollars that I think look perfect, and I send them down to get graded to get the big money. But uh, silver dollars, yeah. Condition or? No, but if you bring it in, we still buy them for silver content. Okay. And let me take a look. You bring them in, we're always glad to help someone out. And like I say, I always let, let people get two opinions, uh, two appraisals. Sure. And, uh, but I'll give you one, and then you can go from there. Sure, and, I've got uh, a couple of others. Would you mind if I give them to you? Sure. Sure. An 1878? 1878 is near the first. Now, there's a little a couple of variations in that dollar, and I have to see them. I know if I ask you some questions right now, you will not be able to tell me. So okay, I have to see that. 1887. 1887. On the back, again, that's a common year. Um, what you want to have see on the on the bottom, underneath um, the eagle, who's, when he's got some things in his in his talons, you'll see a little CC, an O, an S, or maybe an, uh, a D. I don't think you see the D. And that'll tell you what mint it came out of. So okay. this is why bring it in. I'm glad to do this. We'll take, do it any time. We'll even show you the book. We're completely transparent in our store. Okay. And I want to uh, just one other question. What yep. about 1885? 1885. Again, it's the same thing. They're, they made a lot of them. It'll depend on the condition and the um, uh, condition and the mintage. Now, actually, it's funny you ask this. I'm gonna, because we have cameras here. Mm-hmm. Someone brought in this week. I forgot to even say this before. This I'm going to show this for people watching on the podcast. This is a 19 person brought in about. $400 in change to us. In that was this. He was going to sell his melt. This is, I'm going to pass over to Ben here. This is a 1948 silver dollar. Okay. The, the, the artwork on it is the same as ones you'd even find in the 80s. Two guys in a canoe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That dollar there is worth approximately around $1,000 to $1,200. What? Yes. It's just silver. I'm just telling you, this is why pre and he brought it but in. But why? This isn't even in good condition. If you told me that this was that's in really the bottom of somebody's garage the last 50 years, I'd believe you. That's it's just, not scraped up. It's just like old and tarnished looking. Tarnished is okay. This is $1,000? It's actually 1200 but okay. Wow. Okay. Now, the, well, the point, my point is, is this gentleman brought in a whole, oops, it's not worth less. Uh, yeah, it's worth $1,100. <laughs> uh and this gentleman brought in a whole pile of stuff just for melt. Now, we paid him fair money on his melt, but we said, sir, you got this coin in here, and it's worth substantially more than melt. Because right. we were paying like $11 per dollar, and right. this is worth 1000 no, 100 times more. Because of rarity, right? They didn't make that many? What's the story? They only made 35000 Okay. But they were in this, he had it in his change. Yeah, but th- that one doesn't stick out as special for any reason. Like, that's probably the most common silver Canadian dollar I see, yeah. other than the year. I just go, yeah, yeah it's not well, worth Well, in that 1949, much. which is the one that has the little Newfoundland ship on it, and people have had these in their change, is still only worth $12. This is 1948, one year earlier, and that's the difference. Because of the rarity. Yeah, because what happens. Wow. So if you have a 1948 silver dollar, the one with the two guys in a canoe, that might be that's over worth a thousand dollars. There's um, there's thirty five thousand of them made up to thirty thousand dollars, depending on the condition. Depending on the condition. Wow. So of the series, this is sort of on the loser side of the spectrum. That this one's only worth twelve hundred. Yeah. But wow. It, no, but this gentleman was very happy. I'm just saying this. Now this happened because remember when India got its independence? 
I wasn't around, but yeah, I read about it. Yes. Okay, yeah. it's, it's history. Yes, and so the mint had to change the back because no longer India was in was uh, part of the empire. So that's why that, that happened in 1947. And so the, there was a lot of things going on. The mint just couldn't handle it. He says, "You're changing the whole world right now. We got to do stuff different." So they only made thirty-five thousand of these. Oh, that happened in forty-seven. Transition the, year. Yeah, the okay. forty-seven with the maple leaves and the forty-sevens and. They, all that happened is they're from the government. They were here to help us, and they didn't help us much, except they didn't make much of these, okay? <laughs> I'm astounded by this education. I love this stuff. Uh, our next caller is Joan in Alora. Joan, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. And you? Pretty good. What do you have? Okay, uh, back to Germany, uh, 1956. Uh, uh, I have a Siemens radio bought then. Okay. Now, they're excellent radios. Uh, but more stylish. We're looking for a little bit older ones. It'll probably be wood with a little bit of uh, probably tan um, piping on it, usually. <laughs> Just called it up yeah. as you were saying it. That's exactly what it is, yes. Yeah. It's a good-looking radio, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, they go for between 50 and $100. They're used mainly as props. Or And I imagine you're listening to our show right now on it. How's that? Is uh, Are you? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> are the tubes shot in it? Does it work? It does work, uh, and it worked... Uh, up to um, about eight years ago when uh, my ex-husband died. Uh, we were together when we bought it. And uh, I haven't, haven't used it since then, but he was using it all the time. Apparently. Okay. Wow. Now, I'm it's gonna a cool s- piece. looks good. Oh, yeah. I like the look of it. Now, I have to say this because this happened this week. A person had a pocket watch, and they spent $200 repairing it, which was, ended up being, I said, this is a $60 watch. Please do not repair this radio until you find out exactly what it's worth. And how do I find that out? You can send me the picture on to sales at Toronto Gold Silver, or you can come into our shop and yeah, just I be. Can do that. But I'm my point here is actually I'm trying to help a lot of people is that before they bring it in they want to clean it or fix it. Please don't do that before you bring me stuff. If it's worth cleaning and fixing, I will tell you. Even if I don't buy it, I'm not that. If you want to keep it, I will tell you, here, this is the, you've put $200 into this because you have a $1,000 radio. But it's yeah. like when you have a, a $500 car. If you spend $5,000 repairing your $500 car, you still yeah. only have a $500 car. Yeah, you can lose money easily in yeah. cars and things like this. But some Toronto vegan hipster wants this in their kitchen. So they're not going to yeah. pay you $500 for it, but they'll pay, it still has a market. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. and it might work. It might be, if, but what I'm saying is find out the value first. Because yeah. then if you ask to see how much it costs to repair it, and the guy says $200, you say, no, it's only worth $50. But Or you sell it as is and let the other person who might have a tube at home to repair it fix it, okay? By the way, at, here at the Zoomerplex, we have the TV museum, which yeah. is also packed full of radios. So I don't know what the experts, the engineers who work there, or what Moses Neimer would say about it. If it hasn't been turned on in eight years, do you heat it up? Do you not turn it on? What do you do? I don't know. Do you uh, have any no. advice there, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I plugged it in and it crackled. Yeah, I think the, like, the tubes yeah. would need to warm up. But yeah. I just don't know if it's if it's helping it or hurting it to do that. I just I I don't that's out of our realm, I guess. Can I don't we know. get Moses in to help us one day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I say a lot of days on Sunday. He's just he's at his desk. I mean, we'll know if he's here. But anyway, so yeah, you have an item. It is worth some money. Oh yes, they're beautiful radios. They the Germans made very nice radios, and they're collectible. But like I say, I just want to be very careful. I say to people, please don't repair stuff until you find out what it's worth. Okay. 
because the okay. repair guy just wants to get paid for repairing it. Yeah. He doesn't care. He says, okay, you know. Pay okay. me for my time. Yes. Yeah, I know, I know. What your hours there? Um, it seems like forever. When you're self-employed, <laughs> you get to pick your own hours as long as you pick all of them. I'm there uh, from 9 o'clock until 6. Uh, sorry, the store is open 9 to 6. And there's Monday to Saturday. I'm not there Sunday. But uh, we're there the rest of the time. And if you're coming late, sometimes I'll even stay. Yeah. You know, we're very accommodating. I mean, if you've got an interesting item, I'm uh, I'm part collector and part uh, appraiser, but mostly collector. How's that? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Joan, thank you for your phone call. We'll get back to more of your calls. We are live at the Zoomerplex. This is Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio, and we'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live in Liberty Village at the Zoomerplex, taking your calls. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Wayne on Line 3 in Scarborough. Wayne, how are you? Hi, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. What do you have? Yes, uh, I don't expect this is worth a fortune or near it, but I'd just like to inquire. I have six Coke bottles, and they're from the last game at Maple Leaf Gardens versus Chicago, February 13, Now, they're empty. Oh. Whoever had them, oh, yeah, and I got the, the cardboard case. They're all in good shape, but the tops, too, were taken off very, very carefully. Uh, I know someone told me if they had the pop, they'd be worth more. But I'm just not that much more. They... Wait, I, I'm lost. How do how do we how can we substantiate the claim that these were even there? I mean, no, no, it's printed. No, no, the, the, not no, that no, they were printed. there. It's got the gardens right on it. Yeah. Oh, they were commemorative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil, full right now at Southworks Antique Mall, which is one of those places I always I actually have them in my booth there. We sell that whole set for six, uh, thirty dollars. And that, that's empty ones? Full. Oh, full. So empty would be worth less than that. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Now, they're going to be worth, you'll probably get $10, $15. But full, uh, there's the last game sells better than the first game at uh, the ACC. Now, right. if you had the last ticket, the last ticket stub from Maple, from Maple Leaf Gardens, that sells for around $250. What? Wow. Oh, yeah, just the last ticket stub. The that's people, not even that old. Oh, I know, it's 1999. Wow. But the first game from the ACC is only worth $40. But the last nice. ticket stub, I'm, I'm glad you asked about the Coke uh, things because 
Coca-Cola is very collectible, the trays and other stuff mm-hmm. from over the years. But right now, I have 20 cases of that, and they can have them at 30 In fact, if someone wanted all of them, I'd sell them all for $20 a case, a okay. six-pack. Can I ask you real quickly, since sure. you mentioned trays, from the Canadian, when Canada had the Olympics in Montreal, I have a Coke tray with all the Olympic symbols. $20. 20 Okay, yep. thanks a lot, guys. As long as it's in yeah. good shape. But yeah, going no, back, it's in real. It's you know, it's ninety out of a hundred. I'd say it's not beat up. Okay, no, but okay. even Wayne's like, ah, oh, it's not worth a million dollars. But like Still items like that for most people, the, it's zero. It's zero dollars and the cost of you throwing it out or whatever, right? So like that, it's still collectible is impressive. Yeah. There are yeah. many cans and bottles you've probably had thousands over the course of your life are worth nothing. The you can buy a bottle, of bo- a bottle of Coke right now. The plastic bottle is worthless, and you got to get it to a garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, the garbage man does not run, drive around with a checkbook. Exactly. I yeah. do. But I'm just saying, when it comes to collectibles, you don't have to think, well, I have a gold statue of King Tut's oh, no, uh, no. portrait. It's not always that. Sometimes little things like what he's got. You yeah. start adding those up, and there's always a guy who want, you know, he wants to watch the Leafs game and have something from Maple Leafs Garden on the wall or whatever or sitting on his bar in the basement that... Those things always sell, We right? should see the look on your face when I said that the last ticket stub was worth $250. Yeah, cause, just because it's like it's so fresh. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone probably kept those tickets. Like it's not yeah. – like you're always saying like if you're buying something and it says collector's edition on it, it basically ensures yeah. it's worthless, right? Yes, like yes. In, as a rule of thumb. But there's a case where like everyone knew the buildup to that and you know what I mean? Like it was such a well-documented thing. Every chair was preserved. Every ticket was preserved probably – yeah. They're all sitting in lucite right now. To, to hear that they're still that they're still that valuable is impressive. Well, this is where it comes with collecting. If you have more collectors than you have supply, supply and demand comes into play, right, play here. Right. And there are one or two Leaf fans out there. Yeah, yeah. We are a, a little bit. Yeah. We are a little bit demented, but we, there is a couple of us out there. <laughs> Our next caller is Vic in Etobicoke. Vic in Etobicoke. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Hello. How are you? Not bad. What do you got? Uh, I have uh, one. Uh, it's a eighteen eighty one ten dollar gold coin. So that's about a Ooh. little less than a half an ounce. Okay, that's this co- must be a case where the age of it plays a factor. No, it's not just no, gold value. No, no, eighteen eighty one. No, it's a, it's one of the more popular years. Uh, depends on what mint it came out of, um, but it's what is called a half eagle. Uh, no, sorry, that is a full eagle, and you have double eagles. Double eagles are $20, and eagles are $10. It oh, is yeah. approximately nine, uh, four seventh, four, 47% of an ounce. It's a little less than a half, and but they trade a little bit above bullion. So if we have them in our store, we will charge um, about 10% over bullion price on them. So give or take, gold's at fifteen fifty Canadian. It's worth generally eight hundred bucks. About about eight hundred dollars. Bankable eight hundred dollars. Yeah, but it's still but no gold. More, really? Wow, it looks cool. I like this coin. So uh, you might have work. a customer right here if we can get over to Ben here. That it's... reminds me. Can you loan me eight hundred bucks? No. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying it's on, it's only worth eight hundred. Eight. Uh, it's um. Uh, it's an eagle. I'm going to check. Yeah, it's I'm a half just... eagle. They call an uh, uh, what an MS ten dollar coin. They sell consistently right around the melt value yeah. is what they keep citing online. Yeah, there oh, was a lot of coin. coin. Yeah. All right. Now I wanted to ask you on the same thing, meaning uh, 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 that has a lot to do with meaning because uh, gold's running around what twelve hundred and change. U.S. Yeah, in Canada it's fifteen fifty four an ounce right now. Yeah. So uh, it's we're 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 really low. I mean, the gold's low. No. Uh, well, yeah, it got as high as eighteen hundred. 
Uh, this not would not be the uh, the opportune time. This is a good time to buy gold. Yes, we're trying to tell people gold but, and silver is on a bit yeah. of a. It's on a short right now. But I would buy, I'd rather buy, buy silver though. If I'm I don't I'm not a financial advisor, and every day I'm reminded why I shouldn't be one. But I would be buying silver right now because the gold silver ratio is too high, as but, I'm putting it. But they've been buying gold for the last. Uh, Three or four or five years. That guy Oliver on Eglinton, that's all he's been advertising for five, four or five years. Uh, I don't that, probably more like 15. Yeah. But he's remember, been there a long time. I pay more. How's that? Vic, well, look at it this I, I, way. I, I, the guy who paid $10 for that coin that you have that is now worth 800 plus, he was smart to have bought and kept the gold as opposed to exchange yeah. it for paper money along the way. Well, Some uh, people are gambling that if you do that again, you'll do well. Well, Mercy. Is it Mercy your name? Marcy? Oh, no, no, oh, that's Ben. Mercer. Yeah, ben yeah, Mercer. yeah, sorry. Ben. Hey, man, how you doing? Ben, I want to I just say, because I listened to what you heard what you said. My grandfather's dead 40 years, and he would he'd be over 110 today. He, he gave it, he gave us uh, all three brothers one. What, is yep. today his birthday? I'm sorry? He, are you saying just today, or today was his birthday? Well, he would be around about 110 today wow. if he was living. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So he gave you this coin. Age. He gave yeah. it to us about Oh, it was more, he died 40 years ago. He, we we had this coin. I'm 75. Uh, I I got I had it. I got it when I was maybe maybe 20. A little known fact is though, in 1932, Roosevelt. I think it was Roosevelt. He made everyone turn in their gold coins. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they were melted. It was illegal for Americans to, yeah. to own gold coins. That's right. And so they had to turn it in and take cash. This is, and uh, there's one family that decided to do a little switcheroo and sell it to the government, but also keep the gold. And I think yeah. they moved it to Sweden. It's a Firestone family, and they were yeah. charged and convicted. But I think they're the only ones. No one else really faced any pr- any uh, prosecution. So you got this coin as a gift. In the spirit of gift giving, what would what would they want you to do with this coin? Well, I, I you know, actually, uh, I, I, I probably would probably pass it down to my son that's a nice thought yeah i mean what i get what all right i, I mean it, what am i gonna do with eight hundred dollars i know i know <laughs> i'm sounding uh, don't get me wrong no. i'm not you know there's a lot of people right now that don't have eight cents but i'm just saying i really don't need the money to i rather maybe pass it on to my son or or we were talking you could buy sell it buy a 500 hundred dollar bottle of scotch a hundred dollar cigar Right, and then light it with a hundred dollar bill, and then go to dinner. That's a good waste of money, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's how you could do it. He knows well, something. That's true. That's that, that, that's for the 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 very very rich. <laughs> when you hand this down to your son, make sure he knows the story about it. How's that? Well, make sure you just true. don't give him the coin. Make sure you tell him that it was handed down. Make sure the story passes on. Yeah, and make sure you impress upon this the concept of the reason I'm handing it to you and not spending the money myself is because there's a good lesson about value here and understanding value of dollars versus gold. So I'm not giving it to you to find out you're buying the new PlayStation system with it next week or something like that. Well, this is the whole thing, uh, uh, gentlemen, is is that uh, uh, the generation of today, I'm trying to say, uh, my, my, all right, my children are 40 uh, between, uh, they're I almost two or 50. Yeah. Uh, but they're a different generation of spending money compared to what I, how I saved it. Well, I agree. Just, this is where I, I get accused of being like, a, they, everyone accuses me, says, why weren't you born in the Depression era the way that you live? And I go, but you know what? The people that are like 20 years old now, they are way more frugal. I really do feel that. Like younger people are way more into this sort of stuff. 
Okay. Well, what you Just not do, my generation. He should tell his kids to listen to our show and find out what stuff is worth. He's trying to tell you they won't care. They're they just, will care. They like, they like, you know, to lavish themselves, I think, is where it's going. The younger generation, as they get older, they'll get smarter. I'll seem smart. I, I seem smarter than my, my kids right now every day. They say, <laughs> Dad, you're a lot smarter than we thought you were. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, if, Bogart were here, I don't, if Bogart were here, I don't know that that's the case he'd be giving me Well, right that's now. why I can yeah. say that he's Fair not enough. here. Fair enough. I appreciate that. Uh, our next caller, by the way, and Vic, thanks for the phone call, is going to be uh, Brian in North York. Brian, how are you? Hi. What's going on, man? Okay, I have two items, actually. One, I have uh, a great big Napoleon eagle. Okay. It's, uh, it's got a wingspan of about eight inches, and it's about six inches high. Where'd I you get it? I, I was given to it 55 years ago by a, a serviceman in the First World War. What? It, it, weighs, it weighs like a hell of a lot. It's I don't a statue, have the that it goes on, because he mounted it on two um, brass uh, shell casings off the bottom. Oh, trench yeah. art. Hmm? It's probably a piece of trench art. Oh, no, it's real. No, 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 no. Trench art is... Okay, sorry, I don't mean this in a derogatory way. Is that back then, they would take the shell casings and they would take nearby items and make art out of it. Okay? And oh, it's yeah. very, very collectible. And I'm not brass? This, would they have used yes. brass? Really? Brass shell casings, yes. Oh, of so course. So this goes back... I'm going to have to get my military... Um, um, expert in here one day for 15 minutes just so we can do calls. Maybe I'll advertise it a couple of weeks in advance and so people can line up their military forum because uh, trench art is very collectible and this is a good idea. Okay. It, it came off of a staff that there was, was in yeah. the battle that when they used to carry the, you know, they used to go in front with the eagle up in the air. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It would sit on oh, top it, of a staff. So it's an imperial Napoleon eagle is what they call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. If it's authentic, it's probably worth if it's authentic. So it's not French art. This is an actual Oh, no, piece. but he put it on the shelf casings. He's already modified it. Yeah. The, the, the stem is still there when gotcha. it's attached to the wood. Yeah. But he, but he modified that with two. He cut off bottoms of the shells. So you've got like a four-inch or five-inch base. I'd love to see this. On, he's mounted the eagle on that. Is this for sale, or is it just... Well, I've had it. I I had it when I was I was giving it to when I was fifteen, and I'm now seventy. This is right. Good. So um, there's a you'd possibility. be making a market on this. It'd be hard. What would you yeah. say the value is? It could be because you got a crossover. It's an altered yeah. piece. That yeah. It could be five hundred thousand, fifteen hundred dollars, depending on how nice it is. Someone's oh, going to want for their man cave. This is the type of stuff that I'm hoping to discover every day. Oh, it's perfect. So this is a. Uh, uh, you can bring it into my shop, or uh, and which uh, at ten thousand three forty one Young Street, 10, or wait from three forty one Young. Ten thousand, yeah, one zero three four four one Young Street, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to say our phone number there is nine zero five nine zero five seven three seven seven three seven four six four six five three five three. And I hope other people knows how slow I said that, so everyone else can copy it down as well. Yeah, I want to see <laughs> yeah. this piece, though. Right? No, no, this, this is be... like a crossover piece. If it was actually altered by soldiers in a period yeah. of war, I mean, who knows? Right? If I buy this piece from you, sir, it will make it onto this radio show. How's that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. So if you yeah, want to bring you it to in, see it. Uh, the second item. Yep. Uh, I have a medallion from the Prussian War. A medal. Well, I don't know if it's a medal or a medallion. My father dug it up in England. 
because he worked for a company, and he dug it up. It has a big scratch on it where the backhoe hit it. But it's <laughs> commemorate the Anglo-Prussian War. Okay, I'd have to see this one because they made a lot of them because they were always fighting. How's that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Bring it in. When you bring in the other piece, let me see it. I yeah. can nail that down within dollars, yeah. depending on conditions. Yeah, I was going to say there's all sorts of these yeah. online, whether they're authentic and the repop sell for 40, the authentic ones sell for like 100, maybe 200 yeah. bucks, yeah. yeah, depending on the condition. But, well, I think this one's authentic because my, my father dug it up like uh, I'm 70, so yeah, it'll be about, about 100 years ago. Does it have the ribbon on it? No. It be- has a, one side of it is a, just one big face. Yeah, of the of the king of Prussia. You're okay. gonna you're gonna have to bring this in and see it. And yeah. I gotta do some bit. I gotta take care of some uh, our ad dollars right now. Come and see me. Yeah. I guaranteed to help you on this. Okay. Okay, and we can do some research. I'll get you the price within dollars. Wait, you got to do some ads. Let me help you out. What? I have a lot of stuff. I need boxes. Paul, oh, yeah, do you yeah. know anybody? Mississauga Carton, and I mention him all the time. He's on Haynes Road, just at uh, the Queensway. He's got the peanuts. He's got the tape. He's got boxes for TVs, glasses, all the bubble wrap. If you're moving or shipping anything, you got to see this guy. Don't go to these stores like the post office sells you a box for $8 or whatever it is or $7. Some ridiculous amount for a piece of cardboard. He sells them like $0.75, cents, $0.90. Cents. If you're moving, I sent my friend over. If you go to his website, Mississauga Cartons, you will see he has a nice picture of how many boxes. He's got every box you could possibly want from wrapping up one little ring to wrapping up a 50-inch TV, okay? You got to go see this guy. His number, his phone number is 905-276-7929, Mississauga Cartons. They're located at 2364 Haynes Road, their Unit 1 in Mississauga. And tell them that Paul sent you, that you heard it here on the radio. Does that help the price or hurt the price? That No, that'll help the price. Okay. That'll okay. help the price. And well, the other one I got to take care of is my friends at Southworks. Mm. I was in this week. Busy, busy. It was well, that, that, that six-pack of Coke. Um, we've got memorabilia there, comics there. You want comics, furniture, stuff from the 18th century, 19th century, 20th century. It is worth the trip to Southworks. It's free admission, lots of free parking. It's 73 Water Street. They've moved to a new location. It's fully air-conditioned and a lot of new old de- and new antiques there. And there's a lot. I have a hard time saying that. Yeah, we always talk about new antiques. I guess it's turnover of fresh antiques. Fresh antiques. Yes. Stuff that no one's seen before. I guarantee you find some bargains there that you say, I didn't know that that's only worth that much. I'm going to buy it. Or you bring your your mother there, your grandmother there, and have a nice outing. Okay? It's downtown Cambridge. I guarantee it's worth the trip. And on the way there, you can go see my friend over Ron on Clapperson's Corners. The well, nicest guy, antique shop in the metro area. Well, think of that guy looking for toys. He wants a bomber from, what was it, oh. the, the toy airplanes, things like that. It's a good place to, to start. It's a place like Southworks or Clapson's, yeah. Yeah, at Clapperson's, well, he's packing right now. He's the guy who went to my box guy. He is packing and doing, he's moving. So right now is the time to get great deals because if it's still unpacked, he's looking and says, do I want to pack this or sell this? Pack or sell. If you come up with the right price for him, he's going to sell it to you. Okay? That's called leverage. Yes. That's called leverage. Tell him Paul sent you and just say it nicely. 
and he might give you a deal. But no, he's actually he's got a sale on right now, 20 to 50 percent off. And I guarantee you're not disappointed. And any of these people that advertise with me, if you ever have a problem with them, please call me in my store and I'll make it right. OK, he's these are I'm dealing with really nice people. I like it. OK. Our next caller, speaking of comic books, he has one from 1914. Apparently he is David oh. in Brampton. Buster David. Brown, I'll bet. Okay. Oh, David, we haven't even met you, and we have a, a gamble that is a Buster Brown comic. What is it? Okay. Now, we have – these are much before Buster Brown and everything else. Uh, okay. They're very much like the old-fashioned Beano and Dandy from okay. England, but they're dated – got one of them dated November the 14th, 1914. It's color, and it's uh, called A Lot of Fun, and it's all about – it's all about the war. Okay. Um, it says uh, the interesting thing about these comics, the first one, 1914, is a half penny, a halfpenny. Mm-hmm. The next one, which is December the 26th, which is Boxing Day, 1914, is black and white, and it's a half penny. But then I've got one that's 1917, which is color on the front, and it's one penny. Okay. Uh, and then the last one is December the 21st, 1918. And it's one and a half pennies. Oh, no. Black and white. So you can see the progression of the the money, you know, to pay for these. Yeah, inflation, um, isn't it? They're all different. One of them's, the first one's called a lotto fun. The other one's called a picture fun. Next one is the rainbow. And the last one is illustrated chips. Okay. And they're all comics. They're all in good shape. Two of them color, two of them black and white. Okay. Um, they, were my, they were given to my sister but to, by my grandmother... My grandfather uh, was killed at Passchendaele, and um, what he had left, my my grandmother sort of passed on to my sister, and then when my sister went, it was passed on to me. So I've got these few other things as well. I'd like to see him. There's in Surprisingly comics. well-documented comic series, by the way. Yeah. So you can find these collections all over the place. Oh. Yeah. Over in England, they would. You've got what is, comics go right back to uh, what they call the Platinum Era and the Victorian Era, which is before this. And those are collectible. As it progressed, um, the, we have um, the ones out right before the war, uh, 1914. And they would sell for $10, $15, 20 There's not as many people collecting them unless you have a character that keeps on going, Okay. Um, what do you mean, like the inception or early development of a character? Yeah. That's where the money is, eh? Yeah. Okay. But you have the other things like Yellow Kid and stuff like that. Something that has, and because it's British rather than American, the comic market is mainly driven by the Americans. And that, with like with, when Superman came in 1938 and Batman in 1939. Yeah, I guess they're all uniquely American, aren't they? They're all American. Because even this comic has got a bunch of like guys in red coats and pointed hats, but there's no central character. Yeah. Well, and the, each one of these, it's interesting, actually, because each one of these are making fun of um, um, German or Kaiser-type German officers. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah we're propaganda. looking at it. We're looking yeah. at the actual comic online right now, yeah. But they yeah. don't go for an awful lot of money because they made a lot, and there's not the big collector market for it. And they're well-preserved, actually. And they're well-preserved. Yeah. And because it's English rather than American... Uh, even the, the the big comics in England are English copies of American books. Well, and they could be the build-up to the war, yeah. right? Because you're talking about 1914 into World War yeah. I, not during, yeah. The one exception to this is probably the Puck comics that were done in England in uh, 1880s, 1890s. And they were satirical as well. 
and not to be confused with punch, but puck. Yeah. And I'm actually actively looking for those, and they'll go for several thousands of dollars. So these ones generally $20 Canadian an yeah. issue would be a good rule of thumb? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, we rushed right into you. How are you? Thank you for calling, by the way. Okay. We, just, we brought him right on and just started grilling him about his item. Sorry about okay. that. Welcome to the show. Sorry. You got a, a semi-valuable item. It still has some value is yeah. the good news. Frameable. Thank, thank you, you so much. Okay. Thank you. Betty in North York is our next caller. Betty, how are you? Hi. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got a, a couple of things. Uh, uh, some uh, First one are coins. Okay. Um, some dime. A couple of dimes that I have. One is from King Edward. The seventh, the others, George the fifth. Other than their silver content, are they worth anything? What years are they from? 1921? Can't, can't tell. One of them, I think, says 1902. Yeah. No, just if you can't, if you have a hard time telling the year, that means the collect condition is not very good. Yeah. It's going to be just the silver content. Okay. Okay. I Wait, have is a... it the condition or the eyesight? I can't see the years on something. No, else. it's the condition. Okay. It's You're sure? Well, maybe... Yes, my eye condition. That's what I was going to say. If, if I can't tell you the year of a coin, it's not because the coin isn't telling you because my eyes can't register it. It might be one or the other. Okay. Sorry. And, and there's a silver dollar that I have from, uh, I have two. I can't find the other one, but it's, uh, this one is from 1889, American. American. They're worth approximately $25. That's it, eh? In the 90s. Well, that's not bad. That's more than a dollar. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, just out of curiosity, uh, I have this copper plate um, that has Kennedy on it, made in Italy. Is it worthwhile holding on? How uh, much does it weigh? Because we can melt it for the copper. Oh. There was a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's a bad sign. That's okay. a bad sign. No, <laughs> after, he passed, after the assassination, there was a lot of people who... Used his likeness and for souvenirs and stuff. Yeah, I was right. going to say. So why would Italy make it? Just to hop on the train and just to hop on the train. Gotcha. Well, okay. He was, he was, I think, very well liked around the world. Oh yes, no, no. But because he's, it's a case of there's more Kennedy stuff out than there is collectors for. Is it, it really? Like, yeah. I, because I have been collecting some Kennedy stuff. So. No, no. It's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. you never have to pay a lot for it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm surprised at today. With all the people who have been calling, we have had no calls on costume jewelry or cups and saucers. Yes. Nina Ricci costume jewelry from the 80s. Yes, that sells. Any kind of name like that because it costs you a lot of money. Co- costume costs you. Beautiful co- ear, uh, pair of earrings with matching necklace, black and, black and silver and gold. Yep. Nina Ricci, anywhere between 10 and $25. Bring it on into our store. I'm just saying that people... This is an emerging market. People don't realize. They yeah. think costume jewelry for decades and decades we've been told it's garbage, it's garbage, and, you, and you're saying stop all of that thinking. Costume jewelry is tremendously valuable. Now. Yes. I've got yeah. that. And especially if it has a name. Yeah. Plus, when you bring in your costume jewelry, more often than not, we find some gold in there. Huh. Huh. How about that? Well, Betty, thanks for your phone call. This is Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. we got Paul Kenny in studio, one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures, which you can now see on A&E. We'll be right back. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? 
An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Our phone lines are open, 416-360-0740. Paul Kenny, the star of the show, has a store you can visit during regular working week hours in Richmond Hill. The address is 10,341 Young Street. Uh, that's 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. You can call the store. Maybe you want, maybe you have a special item you want to book an appointment for Paul's eyes to be on it. You can call ahead, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our next caller is Mary in Etobicoke. Mary, how are you? Hi, good afternoon. I have a Paragon a small sugar and cream. Okay. What pattern? I'm sorry. It's a a blue flower with the little burgundy, small burgundy flowers. Okay. The underneath the paragon should normally is a lot of gold in it or none. There's gold round the rim, round the 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 bottom, and round the handle of the cream okay. jug. Okay. Is there two paragon symbols on the bottom or one? I know this is a lot of questions, but. There's a crown, and then there's something that says A3016-1. Okay. Okay. What's happening with the Paragon and even Ainsley and Cups and Saucers, we were just alluding to it a couple minutes ago, is some of the stuff with lots of flowers where the bowl opens up, where your tea actually gets cold, with lots of design inside the bowl, lots of gold, lots of flowers. Those are selling up to four or $500 a piece. Oh, my God. For Good a cup and saucer. Lord. This is why wow. I'm trying to tell this people. This is not a cup and saucer. This is a sugar and cream. No, he's using it as an example. Example. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Now, if the sugar and cream happens to be from a, a known pattern, you can still get money for it, but they're mainly collecting cups and saucers in some of these patterns. We, I told you, we sold an Ainsley set of china for $15,000. Yeah, I know. I'm always blown away when I see yeah. this stuff. And that's why I ask people to, that before they... Send it to the consignment store or something like that, uh-huh. where they sell for two hundred dollars. I'll go in and buy for two hundred, put it out for fifteen thousand. Okay, but they're still Paragon. A, they're still valuable. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. What are they worth, Jennifer? Ones that twenty dollars. There'd be twenty twenty-five dollars without knowing the exact pattern name. And this is where it'll be on the bomb. I can tell by the numbers. If you're coming in, bring in your cups and saucers. I'll take a look at them. Like okay. I say, the more they sell for, the more you make, the more I make. How's yeah. that? But don't feel I bad, have Mary. Carlton, where I only have the cream jug. Uh, which I, pattern with um, green leaves? Carlton, where is, is the ruby? With a, what we call a lupin. Yeah, uh, about thirty-five dollars. Only the cream jug. Yeah. Okay. I and take... I have an egg coddler. It's Royal Worcester. Yep. Royal Worcester porcelain. Five to ten dollars depends if it's a single or double egg cartilage. Okay. Now, can you solve this one for me? Yep. I have advertising for it's Barbara Ellis of Canada Limited, the yep. paper and envelope people, and it's the front says "Get a horse" and it's a um, you know a cowboy and a, a let me you gotta bring this in. Wait, is it poster size, magazine size? What, what is this? No, piece? it's an envelope, isn't it? Oh, an envelope. No, no. But, but this is uh, this is a series of uh, antique cars, 
Barcarellas? All, all in different colors. 1901 Leroy. Oh, I have a question. Do you say Barker or Barbarellas? Is it Barcarellas? It's Barbarellas, yes. It's Barbarellas. advertising for Barbarellas. Okay, because Barcarellas in silver plate, it's, okay, this poster, I'm, I do not know it, but if you're mentioning Barcarellas, which is a nice lead-in, Barcarellas is a silver plate company, and we're the only people in the country buying silver plate in large amounts. We will buy any silver plate right. at Toronto Gold Silver. Most places you go, I have a silver plate set. It's not sterling silver. It's silver plate, and most times they're going to hear, well, what you have is garbage. We can't separate the silver content from whatever's underneath. You guys do that. We do that. I'm thanking Ben for being my co-host, and he's about to thank somebody else. Sebastian Hearn and Nathaniel Davidson. Thank you very much. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.